Welcome, you're listening to A Certain Degree. Ian Cole, a mover and shaker in the makerspace, joins Nick to discuss spaces, do-it-yourself, and fairs, among several other nouns and verbs. This episode is being brought to you by Bated Breath, the coworker who comes in despite being sick, gross. They claim allergies, just the sniffles, or even deny it outright. But you know the entire office is about to be decimated thanks to patient zero. Using new innovations from science, we can tell if someone is sick just from their breath. But can we force them to go home? Yes! Simply hide the baited breath sensor on their desk. If it detects viruses, germs, or other vile creatures, it will emit a foul smell, forcing the person to leave. Wait for your baited breath at toacertaindegree.com. Big Shirley on WPRK, Warner Park, Florida, the best in basement radio and the voice of Rollins College. You're listening to a certain degree. Good morning. My name is Nick. It is early Monday, I believe, is the way that people phrase it. Uh, early Monday, uh, and I'm doing this again as I do every week. Uh, and every week I have a very special guest. Today's guest, Ian Cole. Good morning, Ian. Oh, no, no, let's try that again. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, it's so good to hear from you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, big, big week for you. Uh, and we have a secret guest that's going to come on a little bit later as well. First time repeat guest, not Ian, but the secret guest. First time married couple guests. Interesting. Yeah, so we're going to do some... It's really not a secret guest anymore now, Relationship. Well, nobody knows who it is. Nobody <laughs> listens to past shows of mine. Come on. When was the, what was the last show you listened to of mine? Her show. Yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> Uh, so first time uh, married couple guests, and so we'll do some marital advice, I think, later on. This could I, be very dangerous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very dangerous. That's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's get to know you, Ian, a little bit better, because I know you fairly well. We had a uh, very had dangerous adventures. walk around nighttime Prague, yeah. uh, which we were told explicitly not to do many times, and we did it anyway. Yeah. And we went into a, I would say, a horror movie-themed building. Uh, Saw was was definitely filmed there. Yeah, and ended up uh, finding a really cool makerspace. We did. In we did, Prague. yeah, Prague Hackerspace. And so we have makerspace, uh, or MakerFX makerspace to talk about. We have Maker for Orlando to talk about, and some other stuff. But let's get to know you a little bit better so everyone gets to know you. And I get to know you a little bit better, too, because these are some questions that I haven't had a chance to ask you yet. Let's do it. Okay. So we're going to do a game. It's basically word association, but instead of saying up or down or yes or no, okay. I'm going to say something, and you're going to say, ask a silly question if you're for it or get a silly answer if you're against it. The reason for that is it's important that we ask silly questions. As a maker yourself, you know that silly questions are basically the, if you're going to learn, you're going to ask silly questions. Now, getting silly answers, that's useless. I mean, when somebody, when I ask a silly question or a non-silly question, irregardless of the silliness of the question, and I, somebody says giraffe, or you can't yell at the mall Santa, or... Wait, you can't? No, yeah, that's, that's like... a thing? That's a thing, that's yeah. a thing. Or the square root of nine is three. I'm like, no, I don't want a silly answer. See, now I want to buy a mall. Yeah. So that I can get a mall Santa, so you can yell at the mall Santa. You could just get the mall. Yeah. I mean, the mall Santa. Yeah. I mean, the malls are pretty cheap now, too. You can get those for next to nothing. Okay, so if you're for something, silly question. Again, something, silly answer. I think I can do that. Okay, Halloween. 
ask a silly question. Yeah, you're yeah. for it. You I, like I'm, to... I'm very much for it. You dress up the whole nine? Uh, no, I'm I'm more the uh, uh, stay home with the uh, with the dogs and uh, give out candy to the to the cute kids. And, yeah, you know, and enable the rest of the family to go out and and gavelant around the uh, neighborhood. So, what do you do for the non-cute kids? Uh, you know, you give them candy too. It's it's really really safer that way. Okay, so no tricks yeah. for you. No, nah, no tricks for me. You're not uh, tempting fate. We did um, uh, one year. I, I took a projector out and we uh, we showed. Uh, uh, I forget what the. Um, it was one of the kids Halloween movies. I forget what it was. Monster House. And we. Uh, oh, we Monster th- House. We threw yeah. it up. On I was going to say uh, Halloween. Yeah. Or yeah. Friday. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Children I of mean, Corn. You know. <laughs> Compared to, uh, you know, the kids today, of fair course, enough. with the internet and stuff, that's nothing for them. No, that's fair. But we threw yeah. it up on the uh, up on the garage and, uh, you know, played the music really loud. And what was funny is uh, the, the kids would occasionally have to grab the parents and go, come on, we got to go to the next house. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Right. But no, Halloween, you know, if you if you like scary stuff, I don't happen to be married to somebody who really likes scary stuff. So it's a it's a good time of year for us. So you never dress up? Have you ever dressed up? Do you have a favorite costume? Um, I so Sexy one year Freddy Krueger. Uh, no, so one year I um, I took all my welding gear and I okay. put it on. So you know the full the full mask, the uh, the long sleeves, the pants, the boots, uh, the leather apron, the gloves, the, the whole bit. And I sat in a in a lawn chair in the middle of my driveway with the bowl of candy on my lap, so that you know each group of kids that comes up. Is is he real? No, he's not real. It's a dummy. Oh, it's not real. And you know, the closer they get as they're questioning this, sort of the the easier it is to spook them. So Very that was nice. that was fun. So dressing up with a purpose, generally specifically to scare the bejesus out of kids. It, you know, um, I'm I'm really enamored with the uh, with the cosplay community. I've yeah. never done it, but I have this uh, just amazing appreciation for the the skill and the work that goes into the the costumes right. and. Uh, uh, you know, w- w- one day in my in my spare time, I, I aspire to to have an epic costume and you know and and go someplace and 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 enjoy that. But uh, I'm not there yet. So, what do you think that costume would be? Do you have kind of a thought on? Is it steampunk? Is it anime? It would have LEDs. That's okay. that's about you know all, all right. I know. So maybe it, would, it would definitely punk. be powered. A, a Daft Punk uh, helmet would be. Um, <laughs> Would be very high on my list. Okay, very high. You know, if they had them on on Amazon, it would be on my wish list. Gotcha, gotcha. They do have some, but they're very expensive. I feel like yeah. you would look at it and go, "I can make that." That's the danger of being in the maker community, right? Yeah. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. <laughs> How about voicemail? Ask a silly question or get a silly answer. Uh, get a very silly answer. Yeah, you're not into it. Not into voicemail, right? Yeah, they 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 tend to sit, and uh, luckily the. Uh, the phones at work have a really, really annoying red light on them, uh, but I've, I, you know, I've been an electronic, uh, rather digital person for a, for a long time, and yeah. so, uh, you know, definitely embraced text, and uh, yeah, or email, or email, yeah, way, way, way too much email, right? Okay, so I'll text you whenever I need something, and then back it up with an email and a voicemail. Yeah. You know, and then I'll get the message and I'll go, oh, I'll call him back in, you know, two minutes or text him back in two minutes. And then yeah. I'll spend five minutes figuring out which digital platform you used right. to send that message. Right. Was, yeah. Know, no, it... I feel like confusing you would be the best way to yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. Way okay. too many digital platforms these days. Uh, colonizing Mars. Silly question or silly answer? Oh, definitely silly question. Yeah. Definitely Do you want to go? Silly question. No, I don't think it's for me. Um, I'm, I'm probably too too risk averse for that. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't need to be... Uh, 
don't need to be a pioneer. I'm more of a settler, right? Uh, okay. You know, uh, let let the bugs get worked out, especially when it's things that have to do with so you you're know, talking my life. About the Mars bugs, like the creatures that are on Mars. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Starship Troopers. I mean, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, no, they're I there. Mean, they're obviously, there, that was a documentary of some kind. No, but I, you know, I love uh, I love what Elon's doing, and um, the 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 style in which he does it is is fantastic. And mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, if there is a, I, I think it's fitting that he named his his company Tesla because he he you know he very much is the Tesla of our day. I just hope he you know keeps the sanity part in check and. Um, you know, I, I wish him well in those endeavors and, you know, maybe, maybe my kids have an option of, of going yeah. to Mars. So, so what would you say is one of the more important reasons we should go? If you were to, if somebody were to ask you that, which I just did, I guess. So if somebody on the street asked you that versus somebody like me. Yeah. And I'm, uh, you know, we're on radio, so you can't see the face, right? The face I'm making well, I'm is right the, here. I don't, I don't understand oh, why. People why? ask the question, oh, why? Yeah, why we wouldn't. You know, I mean, right. there's, there's just a lot of things that people, they're like, why would you do that? And I go, I've never asked that question. So, you know, if, if something hasn't been done before and it, um, you know, it advances science and it gives us options as a population and it, you know, we learn things. Um, and so why not? Okay. Very good. Uh, how about zombies? So it is Halloween season and... Uh yeah, that would be a horror-related thing. I guess the question is, um, are we talking pop culture zombies or like actual flesh-eating people yeah. walking on the Let's on the do street, pop culture so. and then IRL. Uh, pop culture, I'm I'm all about asking a silly question there. Yeah. Uh, in, in real life, um, I, I think that needs a silly answer because uh, humanity's screwed up enough right now without the sort of mindless flesh-eating part. Oh, I think throwing that on top of everything else would be a really good idea. No, not so much? Uh, I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Uh, this is something that Amazon is reportedly working on. I wanted to see what your take was. Uh, silly question or silly answer. Single cow burgers. As in a one-calorie burger? No, no, actually. I'm, I'm very I, confused by this. So, yeah, this was confusing. So they went ahead and trademarked the phrase without really telling anybody what it was. So the assumption is that it's all the meat comes from one cow. Oh, single cow. cow. I heard cow like calorie, oh, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. diet burger. Yeah. Single cow burger, like a bespoke burger. Correct. You get to like pick the cow that you, you want the to, burger to come from. This is this one, Sally. She's um, around three years old. Yeah. She's had a good life. I'm, I'm going to ask a silly question only because I am curious as to, you know, there's some marketing person at Amazon somewhere just, you know, making that evil face and rubbing their hands together. Right. There's... There's obviously money to be made in single cow burgers, and, no one's and somebody's going to figure this out. Yeah, either that or they got drunk at Amazon IP, you know, one night. And it's said, like this what bingo game. Yeah, it's you know, it's obfuscation, right? They're they're right. actually working on something completely different, <laughs> but they want you to focus on the burgers. That would be amazing. Yeah, if but they, I mean, yeah. they own Whole Foods now. Yes. So this is not it particularly kind of strange, yeah. right? Right. Good. Good. Uh, how do you feel about coffee? Oh, uh, definitely gonna um, ask for a silly answer on that yeah. one. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm. I don't. I don't care for the taste. I don't care for the smell. It's. Uh, it's lost on me. All right. So always, always. Never liked it. No, not coffee, ice cream, not coffee. Okay, the the closest I get, closest, is some tiramisu. Is when you say some, do you mean just a couple bites or some specific places? Like there have been 
um, specific tiramisu incidents where I may have liked it. Okay, the tiramisu so, incidents. Yeah. I feel like we should a, talk about that coffee offline. flavor in them, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, I think that was probably happening during some interesting times. In I your think life. it was a tiramisu that included rum. I think that was the. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the. the Generally the helps with the coffee flavoring, especially after about bite eight. Uh, this is an interesting one to me. So, where do you land on soda tax and raising the age on cigarettes? Boy, those are complicated. Um, yeah. So basically, soda tax. I think uh, New, New York, York City it, has right? also banned right. certain sizes. Right. Uh, California is considering a soda tax. I didn't realize this, but some places are raising the age uh, for cigarettes to 19 and 20 in some cases. Yeah, I don't know if there's a middle answer here. Um, Just silly walk, I guess. <laughs> yeah, def definitely a, a silly indecision here. Um, you know, I, I think the thing is that I'd like to believe that we're all um, smart enough to, to, to control our own consumption, mm -hmm. uh, but we're not. And so, you know, there are definitely, you know, d does there need to be a 44-ounce, you know, soda cup? I, I think as, as, a, as a consumer population, we should have the right to buy a 44-ounce soda if we want because I know people who will buy one and then they drink it all day, right? They're, uh, they, they work in their vehicle and so they load it up with ice and they, and they do and they drink it all day, right? There's, there's other people like me for a lot of years that would, you know, go fill it up with, you know, regular Coke or whatnot. And there's, I don't know how many calories are in 44 ounce Coke, but quite a few, a, a, a day's worth. Right. And, and would just consume it at, on end. Um, so we weren't allowed to have sodas growing up. And so I got a job when I was, uh, basically 15 years old in a grocery store. And that meant sort of unlimited Mountain Dew. And I would say that that continued until, uh, probably about age 28. And, uh, well, there's ramifications. So, so those 13 years, what would you say the biggest ramification was? Oh, uh, yeah, my pancreas doesn't work right anymore. Yeah. So, okay. you know, basically I uh, have to watch my blood sugar now um, because of just, I, I could always skip meals because I was getting all my calories, calories from soda. And, else, yeah. and I don't I don't know that I really thought about it at that age. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're immortal, but only for a limited time, right? Um, so that... Wait, um, wait, hang on. What? Oh, see, I threw a Rush lyric in there on you. No, 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 no. I'm We're just... only immortal uh -huh. for a limited time. Wait, no. All of us? So think about it. Basically, when no, you're... No, 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 no. I, what you're saying is we're all going to die at some point. Oh, sorry to break that to you. Okay. That's not cool. It's early <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Just, just take, that, take that off of there. <laughs> I mean... Well, I mean, you, you brought up the zombie thing. I wasn't going to... That's a good point. Yeah. That's where I was thinking yeah. where my immortality would come from eventually. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have a choice of being alive or undead, I suppose. Ooh. And that's where soda tax and... Yeah, yeah. Now, on, yeah. The cigar on the cigarette side, I, I don't get it. I've never smoked. Yeah. Um, it's just... It's a terrible, terrible thing. Uh, I think there's a there's an adverse socioeconomic impact. If you look at, you know, who, uh, there's studies that show over the last, you know, X years who've quit and who haven't. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, you know, it, it generally appears on the surface that those who are smoking are the ones who generally can't afford to smoke and can't afford the healthcare ramifications of them smoking. And so I feel a little different about that than I do on the, on the soda on side. The soda. So. Okay. So right to choose on soda. Okay. With, uh, probably right now. Yeah. I mean, I, in, in general, I'm, I'm not, 
I'm not crazy about restricting things. I think we ought to have more individual freedoms, yep. but I also know we're we're also not the smartest bunch some days. I know I'm not. I know I'm not. Uh, driverless cars. Oh, totally want to ask a silly question. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get um, in one right now? Uh... Yeah, I would. Yeah. I mean, I would. I would. Um, I would I mean, think the about the entity. Of, I would right. think about the entity that was giving me the the driverless car, right? So, um, and uh, um, you know, probably put too much faith in in these large Silicon Valley companies. Sure. Uh, and I wouldn't be the first one in the in the driverless in the car. car. I might like let the service run for a couple weeks. Okay. And then hop in. But I would be fast. I I am fascinated about how they work. Um, uh, you know, I uh, of all things, I ended up learning a lot about uh, lidar in in the MBA program that I did. We ended up doing a, a presentation in in that uh, in our entrepreneurship class, and so I did a bunch of research to talk like I knew what I was saying on on lidar and learned a lot about how um, how they can sense things, yeah, and and what they look and what they right. look like. Um, and uh, so that's you know that's that's I think it's an interesting field. I think we have so many. Uh, deaths from automobile accidents and so much traffic that if we could figure out how um, to avoid either one of those, I think that's a good thing. I will uh, fight to keep my self-driving uh, gasoline-powered vehicle option as long as I physically can, uh, even if it's um, you know even if it was limited access or limited roads. I think there's a joy to to driving, right. and I think that that. You know, at some point that may just become uh, nostalgia. And but anyway, but there's a rush song about that too. We'll just put a simulator of some kind in your house, so you can pretend you're driving. Yeah, or or just you know keep me plugged into the part of the matrix that allows allows you to drive gasoline automobiles. I like that. Uh, okay, so let's go to cinematic universes. Ooh. And if you want to split them up individually, you can. But cinematic can, universes them. in general. So we've got Marvel which is probably the most successful. We've got DC, mm -hmm. possibly the least successful. Although Universal's Dark Universe, uh, so that didn't do that well out of the gate. They've already yeah, yeah. said that they're going to uh, delay Brighter Frankenstein now. I'm optimistic, though. I, uh, we'll see. I like the fact that the IP is getting some use. Yeah. I mean, the, the classic... The classic monsters uh, need to be kind of brought forward in, in some way. Uh, and they've, you know, I think the campy... The campy side of it's been done, and I have a lot of nostalgia for the, you know, the campy, um, you know, uh, creature from Wolf the Man and right, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and and of all things, um, they did uh, they did a really good job bringing those into uh, the pinball era, and so some of my favorite pinball machines are based on Creature from the Black Lagoon, and uh, uh, there's one called um, uh, Monster Bash. Which is basically all the Universal monsters uh, all play an instrument, and it's it's them jamming, and the whole theme is all about that, and it's 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 campy, amazing goodness. Right. Uh, but I think it's neat just to see those not fade away, right? To to kind of bring right. them forward, I think will be will be interesting. Well, I, I like those monsters too, because from a uh, metaphor perspective, so you got Frankenstein, you've got Hyde, and um, the other dude, Jekyll, mm -hmm. is that the name? Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, I, I like that from a storytelling perspective yeah. because I think that that's why I liked uh, League of um, Extraordinary Gentlemen, yeah, the yeah. graphic novel from yeah. Alan Moore and uh, everything like that. But yeah, 
So cinematic universes in general sounds yep. like you're for them. Uh, yeah. Uh, the I mean, I remember a couple years ago seeing the the Marvel roadmap that showed that we were going to get a you know a Marvel movie like once a quarter for six years, and right. I thought we're all going to get completely sick of that. Uh, and you know, I, you know, I kind of like some of the early you know Iron Man work that they did. Uh, Guardians completely sold me. Ant-Man completely sold me that they, they could take this universe and they could bring different directors into it and just take it a, a completely different way. Um, and then, uh, you know, Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm not even like I've never I was never really a comic reader, uh, but I like the you know, sometimes you just got you want to turn the brain off and you want you just want a junk food movie. And some of those are are, are, are really uh, great for the escapism. I couldn't tell you half the characters or, or all that, but just to, to get away and forget about everything for a couple of hours um, is a is a good thing. And uh, so you want your movies to be Cheers, essentially. Uh, the bar, not the television show. Yeah. yeah. You know, generally when I want when I want cinematic escape, I don't want to leave feeling bad. Right. Okay. I mean, yeah. it, it can it can no, it excite sense. me. I mean, that's why I always like science fiction. That's why I read a lot, a lot of science fiction growing up is that sort of belief in a better world, in a positive universe. Mm -hmm. In that, you know, if we if we work hard together, we can do anything um, that that's more the style. Now, hey, I'll take, a, you know, a, a Blade Runner won't, won't do any spoilers here, but, you know, that's dark, mm -hmm. um, uh, very existentialism. Uh, and 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 love that too, but it doesn't it doesn't leave me feeling um, you know kind of bad about where we're at as a as a species. Um, so anyway, all right, that that was kind of a spoiler though that it doesn't uh, make you feel bad about where we are as a species. That was my interpretation for no, me. Still though, that's so. that's a spoiler. That that's exactly well. Well, then I suck, and I'm sorry, well, and you'll edit that out. Okay, fine. All right, fine. Damn it. Where's the no spoiler sign? Okay, well now I got to hit the dump button. I should, but I'm not going to. Uh, cursive. How do you feel about that? Uh, I'm gonna ask for a very silly answer. Yeah. Um, outdated, but I actually had a really interesting realization yesterday. Uh, my family was together, and there was this whole conversation about how the kids aren't learning cursive, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, and who cares?" And then they explained that uh, one of the kids got old enough that he needed to sign his name when he got a driver's license. And he didn't know how to sign his name because he'd never written cursive letters. Right. And I thought, wow, I never really, you know, associated those two things that people typically, you know, sign with a cursive yeah, script. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, I mean, you can still do whatever you want in a signature, but it's yeah. just sort of traditional that you do that. And I just never really put that together. It all of a sudden made me wonder how my kids sign their name. I don't know that I've ever seen them sign their name on anything. So well, because they're usually signing your name. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, which would be <laughs> really bad. Please uh, sign here and please make payment. Yeah, right, exactly. for whatever it is. <laughs> Just ordering some stuff from Amazon is super cool. Yeah. Uh, China, the Tianyong One space station, is going to be crashing later this year, uh, or early 2018. How do you feel about that? Um. I'd have to ask a silly question, 
mostly because I need to actually ask a question because okay. I'm not up on it. Um, I know a little bit about space, but I don't I don't follow it, you know, in depth. So it doesn't sound like a good thing. But I think most space things are somewhat planned. They they're they going know to come down going. eventually. Yeah. So this one was sort of their test space station. It was a smaller oh, okay. version. So Skylab yeah. crashed back yeah. in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. That was around 77, uh, 78 tons. Big thing when I was a kid. Yeah, so this one's about 8.5 tons. Okay. So what I'm thinking from a maker's perspective. That's the question is where is it coming down? They don't know. Oh, So neat. it's going to come down and Exciting. we're not sure exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a date on that? Uh, late, just late 2017, early 2018. Okay. So it could come down. So keep your head next up. Next month or in six months. This is science. Yeah. But what I'm thinking is what we, I'd like it to land near my house in an unpopulated area okay just because i think i can make something cool out of it yeah like a like an ebay listing whatever's left over yeah i can make like a tiny house oh okay yeah oh yeah that, that i i do like the uh, recycle potential yeah um yeah upcycling really yeah yeah i mean if, if you're into that you could probably just go to skycraft and you know save the danger of trying to catch falling chinese parts yeah that would be safer yeah. All right. They well, got some cool. They got some cool old hardware there. I'll, I'll think about that. Uh, sandwiches. Ask a silly question. Get a silly answer. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask a silly question. What's your favorite Maybe. sandwich uh, to make for yourself, and what's your favorite sandwich to have made for you? Because there's a difference. Man, I didn't know we were getting this personal. Yeah. Um, we get deep, man. I, you know, I, I don't do well with favorites questions because I like. I like lots of stuff. I mean, okay. you know, a classic. Uh, if I'm gonna make a sandwich. Uh, a classic peanut butter and jelly with um, with crunchy peanut butter is uh, is quite awesome. Uh, mostly because my wife hates crunchy peanut butter. And, sure. But so we, you want to make things that your wife hates. Um, so no, that's why you like. No, it. more that more that I have to eat it to prove that it's a thing. Um, and because she somehow monitors the consumption of crunchy versus smooth peanut butter in the house, and I get like status updates on how I don't actually eat the crunchy peanut butter that yeah. I want to keep in yeah, the house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but no, I mean, you know, that works and it's, it's super, it's super easy too. Um, but you know, generally I'm a, um, I don't, I don't know the sandwiches. Wow. That's deep. Okay. Why don't we come back to that's, that? Uh, how do you feel? Let's go to another food stuff. Cobbler, the dessert. I, I would ask a silly question because I, I like cobbler. Like cobbler? Um, cobbler or pie? Um, I guess it depends on the cobbler, depends on the pie, right? I, if, if you go to, uh, if you can get me a good key lime pie, mm -hmm. there's not much good key lime pie. No. I've had some fantastic key lime pie and most key lime pie is artificially flavored crap. So it would but not if you have be like a Yeah, right. If it's yeah. bright green and, um, and, uh, you know, properly shaped, uh, if it's, if it's kind of yellowish and mushy and, you know, you're probably eating it in the keys and it's a, it's a good sign, but, um. Yeah, love, love key lime pie. But no, co cobbler's cool. Okay. Cobbler's cool. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. I feel like that's uh, that's probably the best I'm going to get out of you. At, at least I did yeah. better than the sandwich question. Yeah. Yeah, much better. Much better. All right. Let's hear uh, a song, and we'll bring Candy in for the next segment. Uh, but Albert Hammond Jr., you won't be fooled by this. Okay. No, that's the song. Oh. Yeah. That's the way the, the way you said it looked at me. I was like, "Oh, not, okay." I'm is that be... not how you say song names? You look really intensely at the other person and say and say something that yeah. sounds like a statement to them. Yeah, yeah. You won't be fooled by this. Oh, okay. I guess I won't. No, you don't do that. Is no, what I'm hearing. You don't. Okay. Okay. Very good. Oh no no no. Hey, you it's your don't. show. I do it. Okay. 
Yeah, it is my show. Now I'm clear. You're listening to a certain degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Albert Hammond Jr. on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. After some fits and starts there, we did have a song play. You won't be fooled by this, but we were. We were. You're listening to a certain degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. I am here with Candy and Ian Cole. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Thanks for coming out. So, again, Candy, first time repeat uh, guest. Woohoo! Nice job. Uh, well, I mean, you came with Ian, so I guess yeah, the, yeah. not really that nice of a like job. Half guest. Got to crash the party, you know. You got to crash the party. Can you get, can you pull that mic right up to your face? Yes, I really wanted to just crash the party. Okay, great. And Ian is here. And both of you sort of uh, are related because you're married. Sort of. Yeah. That's an interesting modifier there. Right. And you're both also related by way of Maker FX, Makerspace, Maker for Orlando, the Maker FX Foundation. So a lot to talk about. Uh, so something I was thinking about, and really this was the first time that I almost met you guys, was I think about eight years ago, I was driving up. I'd heard about Lab. Okay. And I was driving up there for one of the, I think it was like a Saturday morning, just open house kind of thing, and driving with my son. And I don't know why I was going there. I heard about it, and there was some level of attraction to Lab, not to you guys, although now that I know you. Obviously, there's something there as well. But I just missed you, so somebody else was there, Ian. Um, and so I, I guess what I wanted to talk about was there was sort of this crossroads for me. Um, I wanted to do something with my hands. I wanted to be more productive. I wanted to not build stuff in the cloud because I was doing a lot of mm-hmm. marketing, a lot of web mm-hmm. stuff. And really the biggest thing that I realized afterwards, um, and especially now that I do a lot more 3D printing and do a lot more stuff, is this sort of idea of anti-consumerism. I didn't want to be as much of a consumer as I was. Now, I don't want to go nuts and make my own paper or anything like that. Uh, I don't necessarily use a lot of paper, but you know what I mean. But I do want to make things. Um, and I don't want to have to buy uh, things all the time. So how do people, how do you find people are usually getting to the makerspace? Because you've done a lot of studies. You've talked to a lot more makers than I have. Is that are those kind of the main three reasons or the main three desires when they're coming to a makerspace or they're getting into that? They may not even realize that they're makers and they're just doing it on their own. There are definitely some of those people, but there's also a lot of people who are who start with something small, like there is a gift exchange coming up and they have to make the present. So they're like, I don't really know how to get started. And so they get started with a simple project like making an ornament or learning how to solder something with blinky lights and all of a sudden now their mind opens up to the possibilities and they think ooh if I can make that little light blink you know me who's never known done anything with electronics never soldered anything I can make that little light blink so now I can do all of these other things too um, a lot of times for a lot of people it's something small that kind of sucks them in and then their mind is blown and then they go ooh make all the things do all the things right yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, you know, I approached it uh, a number of years ago uh, from that perspective of wanting my kids to make sure they understood that you didn't have to buy everything. So I, I don't know that if it's, um, you know, watching Fight Club too many times on the anti-consumerism thing or, um, you know, just just sort of giving them an appreciation for, for a craft 
And I think you're right. So much of the world has gone digital, which is which is fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. The, the fact that we can create, you know, virtual worlds and, 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 and new ways to explore. But I think you're right. There's there's something to the tactile, the physical, the doing something with your hands. Uh, for me, you mentioned, you know, working in marketing and wanting to make something physical. For me, I also work on a lot of things um, uh, in, in my career that take a long period of time. And so it's, it's kind of nice sometimes to say, uh, I'm going to go to the store, I'm going to buy the parts, I'm going to take it home, I'm going to build it, yeah. it's going to be done this weekend. And, and sort of being able to take that start to finish uh, is, is fantastic. But the, the bigger thing that I found once, you know, so I was, I was like you at one point, like, hey, let me go check out the local makerspace, which was uh, Famalab. And, uh, you know, and, and, and really wanted to uh, understand uh, how to do something. So at that time I was, I'd ordered a 3D printer kit and, and wanted, to, wanted to make sure that I, you know, had some people that I could talk to that knew more about it than I did. Because what used to happen is I, I like to do things and build things that are at the edge of my knowledge or just past, right? I, yeah. feel, I feel somewhat confident that, that I got a good shot of, of making it happen because I've, I've, I know some of the domain. But then, you know, you got to push yourself. You got to try something new. Uh, but then what I try to do, what, what used to happen is, you know, you find yourself on a, on a Sunday afternoon uh, randomly typing into some internet forum, hoping that someone somewhere in the world will care Can about what you're question, posting yeah. and, and, and actually help you. And what I think is fantastic about the maker community and, and Orlando has just this this vibrant maker community now um, is that you can pick any domain and say, I need help today. And there are so many willing people who who are in it not only to make things for themselves, but also to give back to others in the community that are that are willing to help out. And so, the um, th- that ability to to not to not get stuck, and to, to have other people that can help you past things, um, it's 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 empowering. And so, so I think you're right. I think you come at it from a bunch of different perspectives, but maybe mm-hmm. the perspective you come at it from isn't necessarily where you end up. And I think that was that was my story. Right. And I think that's interesting, too, because you may not realize that's a benefit. For me, it was coming at doing anything or having any idea was keep it secret. Try to develop it yourself, because if you share it, somebody might steal it. And so that I realize now, and that's kind of, you know, the kind of tongue in cheek, bad business ideas that we'll do next hour. That's where that comes from is why sit on that idea? Why not put it out there? Why not put the design out there? If you're going to be even if you're going to be selling it, put it you know, if you're doing perler beads, for example, you come up with a really good design. Yeah, you can sell it, but why not put the design out there for people to make on their own as well? Ideas are cheap. Execution is very expensive. Right. Right. So, exactly. Um, you know, the other the other thing that you find too is uh, when you when you share an idea, there are others around you if you're if you're listening that will help you make that idea better. Yeah. And that's tough for me some days because I'll have a pretty specific vision on what I want to do. And if I can remind myself to actually be open and listen to input on the vision, uh, you get surprised. And, and someone will come at it from a perspective you never thought, or they'll save you having to learn all the mistakes yourself. We just don't have enough time to learn all the mistakes individually, right. each one of us. Like, right, why not get together and figure out how to get past it? And I think that's where, where open source technology has, has really come a long way, whether it's hardware or software, right? The, the 3D printers that we all use right now you know, you can buy a really good 3D printer for your home for a few hundred dollars at this point. Um, 
and and that is because the community innovation has happened uh and then and then things are shared with each other in such a rapid fashion uh you know you couple that with uh advances in in manufacturing and you know the a, a flat earth economy and and pretty neat things happen are you saying the earth is flat uh, are we breaking I, news here i was i was intimating it but okay know, i wasn't going to go straight there well just i'd like to break news on the show okay so if we're breaking news, because you found something. Yeah, well, I mean, it has to be flat. That that Chinese spacecraft crashed into it, right? Uh, it's going to, yes. Oh, it's going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's just circling around in a yeah. circle, yeah. that sort of thing. So I think that's interesting, too, because how do we figure out how to teach? If I could have learned how to learn from other people's mistakes earlier in life, I feel like, obviously, I wouldn't be here. I would own the station. I wouldn't be on it. Wait, you don't own the station? I would be telling you what to do. That's what I tell people. Oh, I don't okay. actually own the station. Oh, okay. Once they get here, I tell them that I don't actually own the station. Uh, We're not actually broadcasting. This isn't a radio show, and you're never getting out of here. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, October. Back to Saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> radio station three. Uh, yeah. But I think you got something there. I, well, I, I think here, that, like, here's the thing. I'm going to pitch you a horror movie oh, in a little bit. Okay. So All right. hold your horses. Oh. Hold Damn your horses. Horses. Yeah. yeah. Try try again on that later. I will. I will. Oh, yeah. I will try again. There's no end to the bits. Uh, okay. Well, then, uh, so let's talk a little bit. We'll talk a little bit more in a bit about Maker for Orlando specifically, because from a uh, pressing perspective, that's the one that's coming up. So Maker FX. Uh, Makerspace, you guys do Friday nights there. I think it's open Friday nights. Yeah, uh, we we do an open make, which is basically we're all kind of hanging out, uh, you know, shaking off the week. Um, you know, uh, most of the members work, uh, you know, traditional sort of nine to five, but not everybody. And uh, so Friday night tends to be a de-stress and bring the thing that you're working on or just hang out with somebody else. A lot of people stop by and you know, they'll laser cut something or 3D print something. There's been nights where people have got the mini drones out and they're drone racing through the building and, and having a good time. So there's always something always something going on, and it's a, it's an easy opportunity for us to, to welcome people. And usually we're kind of staging for whatever big projects we've got going on that weekend. So uh, I think we've done it actually every Friday night since, um, since I think, April now because uh, the, the space is new. This Friday night, obviously, we will be... Uh, at the fair, right? Um, but uh, but no, it's a it's a good time. So tell me a little bit about Maker for Orlando for people who haven't gone yet, or for people who are returning. Is it bigger than last year? Because last year was the biggest, right? It was pretty big. It was pretty big. Um, we went from the Orlando Science Center to the Central Florida Fairgrounds. Mm -hmm. Last year was our first year returning to the Central Florida Fairgrounds in a while, and uh, we we kind of got a little crazy with the space and it was I, I think the feedback we got was it was a little too spread out so we're condensing the footprint a little bit while increasing the content so it's going to it's going to have a little more of an intimate a little more of an active feel I think it's going to be really exciting but we've got some really amazing projects coming this is definitely going to be the best year yet so from a perspective of somebody who's not gone to this, who's still kind of getting used to the idea of what a maker space is, what a maker is, because I would imagine you guys have to define that all the time. You probably get sick of talking about it. You know, five years ago we did. Yeah. Um, it, is it and, less so now? It, it is It is far less so now. And oh, I, I think good. that's very true in Orlando. Yeah. Um, because, 
you know, we have uh, three active community run maker spaces now, Famalab, Factor. So Famalab's in Longwood, Factor's on Virginia near downtown. And then now we've got Maker FX on the, on the south side of town. Um, you've got the Melrose Center. Uh, you've got so many schools that have built, uh, you know, maker spaces at this point. So I don't, I don't actually find that we're defining the term a lot. Uh, but with that said, uh, for those who, who haven't heard it, you know, the things that we're talking about, people who like uh, and value hands-on education, they like to make things and, and generally like to open openly share it, right? So the, the maker community is not only about learning, it's also about, you know, turning around and teaching. And I think it's actually one of the best ways to learn is you learn something, you turn right around and you teach somebody else. Right. You're going to know it that, a lot better. That yeah. really cements it. And so, um, you know, M Maker Fair is really, uh, it's, it's, it's a weekend event. We do take over the fairgrounds. Uh, 300 plus, whether it's in, uh, exhibits, whether it's individuals or community groups or schools or other institutions, you know, they all bring out the stuff they make. And what's great about a Maker Fair is it gives everybody a deadline because for most people, these are their their passion projects. Mm -hmm. And the challenge with passion projects is if you don't have a deadline, they can just go on and on and on. And uh, this is a fun time of year for us because now we see all of our friends who've been talking about the things they're going to make. Right. You know, now they're now not they sleeping yeah. and, and now they're, you know, so our, our social media feeds right now are like nothing but people making amazing stuff. So <laughs> uh, last night about, I don't know, about nine o'clock, uh, we got the first video uh, from a project that's being built. It's a, uh, so you take recycled car parts. This is uh, brake rotors. Uh, uh, large truck shocks, uh, hoods from cars, and you turn that into a stem and the flower, and it is a flaming daisy. So it is a large metal daisy uh, art sculpture made from recycled car parts that shoots flame. It's amazing. I love everything about it. No, I'm right. stunned because I think that that's perfect. That's yeah, exactly yes. what all flowers frankly should do right real right. or fake and and, and the best feet tall shoot fire out of the top of them it's yeah be with a with a with a killer background story too i mean there's like a whole there's a whole narrative about how the flat daisy became yeah, yeah, yeah. A, became a thing which is which is great so um you know so for us it's it's a lot of fun um and for a lot of people it is that opportunity to to get their passion project out and to show it off right you get to show off what you do here by inviting guests into your studio. But there's a lot of people who, you know, they work in their garage or they work in, mm -hmm. in their house and they do their thing and a few friends know about it. And and what we find is often they're very self-critical of their work. And, well, my, my work's not good enough to show off. I'm like, no, no, it is. It is. Come on out. Or, you know, my, my R2-D2 is not finished that I'm building. It's like, bring it out. And what happens is people in showing off their projects they get that critical feedback. And by critical feedback, I don't mean you should have put the button over here, you should right, have wired right, it this right. way. What they get is they get, you know, thousands and thousands of people, right? Candy uh, lovingly called it intimate, right? We're talking about 15,000 people. Um, and, uh, you know, what they're going to hear all weekend long is, oh my God, that's amazing. How did you do that? That's awesome. And and when you hear that about something that, that you did or that you build, Right? That's just fuel. That's just energy to get you to take that project and finish next, it or yeah, take yeah. it to the next level. And so what, what we've seen, this will be our sixth, sixth year of the event, is things keep getting bigger and more crazy. Bigger 
and more crazy. And, Bring on and the crazy. we love that. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're excited because, um, it, it puts us in a unique role. And, and I say us, I'm actually referring to the, the Maker Effect Foundation, right? It's not just Candy and I. Um, that puts us in an interesting role at sort of the intersection between like the very geeky tech community, mm-hmm. the people who know how to wire controls to make something make flame, and the people who, you know, have the art background that want to turn it you know, say, hey, here's a story about this, this daisy and how it came to be. And, um, you know, so that's, that's fun for us to act as a connector yeah. and bring those populations together. And then to see some, you know, really awesome physical manifestation. And what we hope is some kid or some adult sees that and says, wait, I could do that. That's pretty cool. I, you know, I need a space. Oh, I could do it in a makerspace. Oh, I need a tool. Oh, the tools in a makerspace, you know, and, and you start to realize that the community has all the components to help you take that idea and, and bring it to life. And so that, that's the cool part for us. And I think that the other part of it is it's not just, I I think sometimes you think of maker and there might be a stereotype in your head that it's, uh, maybe somebody who's building the, uh, flaming, it's very mechanical or it's very mechanical or it's very electronic. Um, or there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of complication to it, but it literally could be, I mean, you're going to have artists there. Yep. Um, and that's a type of making. You're going to have not necessarily people who brew beer, but that is a type of yeah. uh, making as well. Fermentation. Fermentation. Makers. Yeah. 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 Uh, but you're going to have all of that. So Quil- kinda, quilters. Quilters. quilters uh, so yarn spinners, uh, chocolate makers. Cho- I was going to say chocolate makers. Oh. I saw some of the stuff they were doing, which was amazing. Yeah, it's Sappho Chocolates. Yeah. And they are, um, they're, they're awesome. They, they, they visit us from, uh, from Daytona and they, they just, it's once you once you have good chocolate, then you realize exactly how bad all the other stuff is. And they can tell you where their chocolate comes from. They yeah. ethically source all their ingredients yep. and no, it's fantastic good stuff. people. So what else is gonna be there that we may have uh that we may not have considered, both on the extreme side and the sort lots, of uh and the lots other side. of combat robots. Oh, okay. Uh lots that of- that may have may have been seen on television. Just saying. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Back when combat robots were on television? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but there's going to be lots of amazing combat robots. We've got some of our, some great artists returning along with some new ones that we think everybody's going to really fall in love with. Um, some really cool stuff coming up from Miami. Yep. Um, yeah, we have people ca- traveling, like uh, there's there's a Power Racer that we know is coming from uh, California. So Power Racing is where you take that, that kid's... Uh, you know, your three-year-old had that Jeep, that electric Jeep that went like one mile an hour and it's been stuck in the garage for 10 years. Yeah. You take that and you uh, you, you save the body and you, you build a new chassis for it and you make it go 30 miles an hour in the most like awesome, unsafe way possible. And then grown adults drive that around a track. And um, if you if you haven't seen it, it's a it's, it, it's a good time. Wonderfully it's a dangerous. Good time. Yeah. It, it is. Um, I, I like to say it's the most awesome mix of engineering and stupidity that we've seen in a while. Uh, so there's there's a car from California because there's actually like races around the country and a point series, and so there's literally teams flying <laughs> in from other thing, countries yeah. or you, other other uh, cities to get to get points so that they can win the championship. Which how is, do you? Is there like a, you can only go this fast, or you can go as fast as you want? There's a lot of, I don't even know all of the rules in the rule book, but there, as part of the okay, official was, power racing good, series, good, good. there are oh, a pretty yeah. strict set yeah. of guidelines yeah. that people have and, to and it's a very small track, so yeah. you're, you're turning. And, and then the best part is, 
uh, they get they get moxie points. So they do skits, they have costumes, and the crowd votes and gives them points. And it's weighted so that you can actually be a very slow car with a hell of a lot of style and and still win in that way. So that's a that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> but you know what what a lot of people miss about Maker Fair and 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 Maker Fairs happen all over the world and and uh, we are one of the community produced ones. What a lot of people miss is that you can also make things at the fair. So, for example, we will uh, you can learn how to screen print a T-shirt or you can learn how to solder or uh, you can make a button or you can do um, so you like 3D printing. Right, we're going to have I do like 3D printing. Yeah, we're going to have an injection you know? molded. Oh, you gave me something 3D oh, printed right, this that's morning. Right. Okay, and you just right. talked about 3D printers. All so right. it's, it's it's kind of an open secret, right? Smart guy. Um, but uh, you can you can 3D print something which, you know, takes takes a half an hour or an hour or two hours. But if you wanted to make a hundred of them or a thousand of them, what you would do is you'd make a mold from that. Yep. And then you would cast plastic into the mold. Well, you'll be able to actually do that at the fair. We'll ha someone has already printed uh, Makey, the, the Maker Fair robot, created the molds. And so um, kids, adults, whoever can actually do the plastic injection into the mold. And 15 minutes later, they have their own hard plastic uh, makey that that they've made with their own hands. So, so like the old school dollar thing at the zoos and stuff, yeah. where you put in your dollar and choose the animal. Um, kind of similar, similar like in that. concept, yeah. but but actually kind of more in your hands versus that was really uh, watching a machine. So molten plastic in your hands. Uh, not molten plastic in your hands. So yeah, sure? it's, this is fully safe. This is fully safe. So here's a here's a here's a piece of trivia since you brought it up, okay. the the moldomatic machines that you mentioned that the you saw it there's one at the science center yeah. you've seen them before yeah. right that you like I want the I want the T Rex and you put the money in and it you know it squishes it together. Yeah. Turns out most of those machines were acquired around the country and are now owned by a company in West Florida. Because um, I talked to them, I actually tried to get them to bring a machine out and put it right next to where we're making the little ones. But we, the logistics just didn't work out for this weekend, but maybe, maybe next year. So they just bought up all of them. They, there was, there were like two manufacturers and uh, over time they acquired them. And now they're like the, the novelty, um, you know, specialty provider of those machines. And it's just the weirdest thing. I started researching them one day and it turns out they're, they're, they're in our backyard. So oh, let's go over and get one. I, 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 no. I'd really like one in the living room, but yeah. I'm, no. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then what you could do, then we would go to FamiLab and we would make, we'd make our own tooling and then you could, you know, then you could have the little machine make whatever plastic thing you wanted. What I'd like to do is a future, because the other thing that's having a big comeback in terms of nostalgia and things like that is the photo booth. So yeah. how do we combine both of those? Take a picture of you and then somehow mold it in plastic or pour plastic on you in the photo booth and then take a picture. Or you could come to Maker Fair where they will 3D scan you and then you can take your scan and 3D print yourself. I like it. Yeah. And then we've got a couple of different really cool photo booth type things that oh, are yeah. going to be there. Okay. Some really cool options. There. Do you remember uh, remember the Matrix? You know, Trinity. Do I remember Neo. being in the, the Matrix or the well, movie? You're, st the you're Matrix. still in the Matrix. Yeah, but, I was but, say. but the movie, the Matrix. The remember movie, the, the they Matrix. They had what they yes. called the the bullet time animation, yeah. that like yeah, stop yeah. motion. So um, at uh, Maker Effects, um, uh, Ben, one of the members there, is making this giant uh, PVC frame. It has 24 Raspberry Pis. Uh, around the around the the ring, and so it's going. You're at the fair. You're going to be able to step into it, 
you know, grab your favorite stormtrooper or whatever, and it will grab it, freeze time, and then, you know, post it, post it right to social media. Oh, that's awesome. Branded. All right. Well, let's take a break. We'll talk a little bit more about Maker Fair, Maker Facts, Maker Facts, because there's two, and they're spelled differently. So this is a radio, so that works perfectly yeah. on radio. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, and we'll do some bad business ideas. All right. I'm looking well. forward to your bas- bad business ideas. It's hard to say sometimes, bad, isn't bad, it? Bad. Yeah, I should come up with a better name for that. So while we're waiting for that to happen, let's listen to a song. This is Andrew Bird's Bowl of Fire with Wait, because you have to wait. For the, for the song to be over before we ah, talk about it. Ah, got it. That's not why you have to, but you can. On WPRK in Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to a certain degree. Chet Faker on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, I think is how you pronounce it. And you're listening to a certain degree. That's how you pronounce it, right? Yeah, Florida. Yeah. So I said it right. The yeah. emphasis might be a yeah. bit off, but yeah. Florida. Chet Faker with a song called Gold is how I feel about my guests today. They're solid gold. My name is Nick. As I mentioned, you're listening to a certain degree. Ian and Candy Cole are here. Good morning, guys. Hey, good morning. morning. Candy is uh, a retread? No, a returning guest. A returning guest. (laughs) I'm not sure about words in the morning this early. Ian is a brand new guest, but I've known you guys for a while now. Uh, we don't get to hang out as much as I would like, but... We should fix that. We should fix that. Yeah, We're doing absolutely. that right now, actually. Yeah. We're okay. literally fixing it right now. Hmm. Literally. Wait, we we are in a basement again. We are in a basement again, <laughs> just like old times, almost getting me killed in Prague. Uh, but we'll go over that story a little bit later. Okay. First, uh, we have to do a little segment we like to call Bad Business Ideas. Bad Business Ideas. It's time to be just one. It's gonna be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come on, have some fun. Yes, bad business ideas. This is where the beef ended up. Not the grade A stuff, like the lesser quality meats. The meats that didn't do so well on their SATs. Okay. That's, you did not have a theme song for this when I was here before. No, no, no. I'm I digging that. the theme song. That's I, awesome. I added that. Yeah, Candy, returning guest. There's all sorts yeah. of new things, all sorts of new ideas. I'm not just saying the same ideas over and over again like I used to. Well, I, yeah, thank that's goodness. some new ones. Yeah, no, you've got it. But before we get to bad business ideas, guys, I've got, it's October. From what I understand, it's a fairly scary month. And so I've got a horror movie that I'd like to pitch you, a bad movie idea, if you will. And we're going to do that. I'm going to pitch you starting now. This is a story about a man, a simple man, a maker of sorts, but mostly an Internet millionaire who wants to be a billionaire. So he starts building things, wonderful things that he says will help the world. Some things can actually be built. Some are a little aspirational, but his investors think he hung the moon and that he can take people to the moon and create super fast transportation and energy production, all while improving the environment. So I don't know if this is similar to anybody that you know or anybody that's out there. No idea who you might be If it is, it's completely coincidental. Yes. Eventually, this entrepreneur, who won't be named, realizes that he may have overpromised and that he's going to underdeliver. And so uh, what he's really looking at is should he, you know, confess and make more realistic promises, maybe lose a couple of billion dollars in the process, uh, which... He ends up thinking, no, that's not really an option. He doesn't want to give up his money just because he didn't earn it. 
he realized that the problem isn't him and the promises he makes. It's the people who can't keep up with his visions, right? Just like the rest of us. So this is a very relatable guy, I think is what I'm getting to. So what is he supposed to do? No, I'm asking. Oh, wow. wow. Uh, no, I've got it. I've got it. This he is goes a horror to his, movie, so you yeah. can't get creepy here somewhere. He's go, yeah. He goes to his biotech division, mm -hmm. and he says, guys, whip me up a zombie apocalypse. Because if I don't have any shareholders, mm -hmm. then they won't hold me accountable. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, not just not the cure, just the zombie apocalypse. I'm going to take a rocket to Mars or to the moon or something else. Hopefully it works. I'm going to get out of here. So that's his way of doing it. So they come up with the first version of the virus, and they release it 12-monkey style, like in the airports and All stuff. Right, good, good. Uh, but other than some extra flu outbreaks, doesn't really do anything. Mm. So even this, they're having problems with. You can't live up to his own zombie apocalypse. Second version is worse in that it's better. It actually makes people more healthy and more willing to buy electric cars from him, which he's having trouble producing. So it really backfires altogether. Third virus... Makes everybody's feet itch, no zombie outbreak. The fourth, some bleeding from the eyes, not a big deal, really, in the long run. Nothing makes brain seem like a good alternative meal option. Okay. So what is he going to do? He's at his lowest point in here. Creditors are probably going to be knocking at the door, which are a lot like zombies, but not really, not the zombies that he wants. When a zombie outbreak actually happens, but not his. So guess what? He's mad. So he comes up with the cure. And then all of a sudden, he's just saved the world. So it doesn't matter if his electric cars don't work, the trucks aren't coming out on time, the rockets don't go off as scheduled. Because There's he a just, plot twist. The crazy guy turns into the hero. Yeah. I like it. So he saves the world. And then there's an after credit scene. Because we need to set up for the sequel. Is there shawarma? There's no shawarma. Although, uh, now I'm hungry. Thank you for that. You're I welcome. Am. I appreciate that. Uh, they're having a parade in his honor. On his cars, on okay. his self-driving cars, okay. that become sentient Ooh. right there. Mm -hmm. And that's where it ends. Because guess what? Sentient car movie is the second one. Mm. I like it. Yeah. I don't I don't know that that actually qualifies as a horror movie. It was... Uh, it's, it sounds like a psychological thriller yeah. more than a horror movie. Okay. This, yeah. Those are good notes. Any other notes? Because psychological... The thriller Should and we a have horror more movie zombie? are two different genres. Should we have more zombies? Well, if it's going to be a horror movie, like yeah, there like, should be a more a more body count. Oh, okay. Yeah. More body count. Yeah. Got it. More violence. Yes. Gratuitous nudity. Yeah. She didn't seem convinced on that one. Yeah, I don't think yeah, so. How no. about you? It's more the Would you the blood guts, the gore, the thing that messes with your head, than you know. Okay. All right, that's very dark and disturbing. I, I, I like dark and disturbing. Uh, yeah, I met him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I thought you, I thought you were going to say he uh, he goes and buys Soylent, and then actually makes, makes true Soylent makes it out of people Soylent from green. you know takes his takes the people that are supposed to go to Mars, takes the people that are supposed to buy the cars, oh. and then turns them into Soylent, and then feeds them to everybody else. I like that. So if you're open to ideas, uh, I'm way uh, open to ideas. You know. Now, I mean, it's called bad business ideas, so I'm obviously it's part of it, I guess. Yeah. I, you I'm know, hey, let's 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 crowdfund the movie. Let's do it. Okay, good. We know lots of great local filmmakers. So. We do. Perfect. Ian and Candy, may I call you Ian and Candy? No. No. Great. Uh, exercise, super necessary and boring. True or false? False. 
So it's not necessary. Not boring. No. Well, it's one statement. Okay. So true or false? Necessary and boring? Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. Definitely. Yeah. I understand that some exercise can be fun, but, you know, it can center you, bring mind, body, and spirit together. I haven't found that. No. Most of the time, I'm trying to watch Netflix at the same time as exercise. I'm planning ahead for what I'm going to eat because I've actually burned off some calories, which is kind of depressing. What is the answer to this dilemma? You're going you're gonna to tell us. No, no, That's no, no. the business you, that you, is. Oh, okay. we have to pitch you no, the bad idea. No, 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 idea. I'll answer. Okay. Uh, just thinking maybe you had a different answer because I'm not sure if this is the right answer. Paddle boards. Paddle boards. Paddle boards. So if, you don't, if, you, if you're not doing your reps, you get paddled? No, no. That's an interesting concept, though, the corporal punishment <laughs> yeah, yeah, approach yeah. to exercise. Yeah. We'll, we'll table that for a second. Okay. Uh, paddle boarding, apparently, wonderful exercise. Never done it. Yeah, yeah. Good core strength. One with nature, full body, yeah, right? Yeah. Where's the danger, though, the risk? Yeah, you might fall in the water. Gators. But, uh, yeah, maybe, but that's rare and few and far between. You don't in have much Florida? in Florida. There's no competition, really? though. There's not a lot of adrenaline other than maybe, yeah, the gators. Don't uh, die. But we're going to change that okay. with okay. our new company called Battleboards. So Ooh, American like Gladiator-style paddles, boards with paintball turrets, Kevlar bathing suits. Just some of the things that you would add. You can customize a la all those old video games where you customize your car and then go fight other cars. Mm -hmm. You know, something along those lines. Uh, great family fun. Great for team building. So get the entire corporate, you know, leadership out there on battle boards. Uh, first dates. Obviously, where else would you take somebody? If Ian had taken you on your first date. Oh, I can see the ad already. To go to battle boards, you would still be married. True yeah. or false? The true. Okay, mm, true. probably a good yeah. answer. So, so nice go, job. go we, with we've me. We've known each other since high school, though. So yeah, well, no, in high school you would have done this. Go with me. The yeah. short, the short internet clip, right? Yep. The the couples, they're on the boards, right? Guy takes the guy takes the big staff or whatever. She takes a big staff, pops the other one in the face, and it says swipe right. I like it. I like it. Is a good Tinder. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Reference. Yeah, thank but you. I need an option Analog. to put outriggers on my paddleboard because I suck at paddleboarding. So I, you could look at me and I would fall off. So okay, so outriggers as long as they have some sort of weapons on them, like maybe little saws yes, that'll or you know well, torpedoes. And the, shoot the out more them. like if the more surface area you have on the board, the more space you have for sponsorship. Oh, that's a good idea. So it could yeah. be a corporate sport yeah, at some yeah. point. Yeah, I like it. Battleboards, a full body workout. With extreme prejudice would be the tagline. I would totally be into that. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's just idea number one, guys. Calm down. All right. All right. Because there's still a second idea. Idea number two. Speaking of number two, what's the worst part of toilet paper? Clogs. Maybe. Um, right. When the last roll runs out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. yeah, yeah. What do you do? How did I not think of that? It's the same issue with tissues and cheese slices and cereal. You run out of something sad, mm -hmm. right? You're stuck in the middle of a sandwich, which, from what I understand, you love sandwiches. Oh, right? I do like a sandwich. Yeah, uh, or other things. Uh, so you're stuck. You can't do anything. You can't finish your sandwich until now. Do you know where I'm going with this? Let's say it at the same time. Uh, one, two, three, and then we'll say what we think the answer is to running out of things. One, two, three. Delivery. Reusable packaging. <laughs> Right, we hack the packaging. Hackaging 
for a variety of projects, uh, or products, I should say. The things we need in life, the you things like a, we need like right a, then. Like an app, you get a notification on your phone when you're running low on cheese. No, 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 no. When we run out, you use the package itself. Mm. So coffee, dish soap, egg, salt. Mm. The package is also the product. So a bag that's also bread. A container that's also ketchup. A packet that's, some nasty bread. I that's can't, also uh. pancakes. I'm not saying it's going to be good. Okay. No one said that. Oh, okay. A can that's also cola. A bottle that's also a bag that's also bread. Just add water and it turns into... Maybe. I mean, you're the scientist here. Wow. You're going to have to figure this out. Remember, yeah. these are your ideas. Mm-hmm. One of them you're going to pick and you're going to have to run with. I understand okay. that mm. this week is going to be a little bit busy because you've yeah. got Orlando Maker Fair. But we got we got a, we had a lot of people. You got a lot of people. Know, that, that's right. We'll yes. give them these ideas and, and, and crazy things will happen. So, hackaging. Hackaging. Mm-hmm. When, did almost, you get, when did you get writers? Almost delicious. Like this, is, did, this is good. I mean, hackaging. <laughs> I mean, like, they, they, you got you got like a legit here. I, you, got, you got writers, don't you now? I don't have writers. Oh. This is all me. Wow. I I pretty much just do this all You're week. just bragging now, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really smart. <laughs> hackaging. I'm good looking. Hackaging. I'm ready, I'm ready to buy the domain on my okay, phone. Okay, hackaging but, yeah. or battle boards. Oh, you okay. have to choose one. Is there a third option? Uh, well, I guess the horror movie. The horror movie. Unless you have a bad business idea. I, I like would the imagine battle boards. So, Candy, and since there's two of you, you can do battle boards, and I and you can do hackaging. Because uh, I think see. the cheese packet idea, like, yeah, but that just speaks uh, to me. You know, the idea of... Um, uh, the idea of starting a, a, a sports league versus getting into consumer product goods and dealing with the FDA. Mm, I'm going to go with sports league. On oh, that. yeah. I didn't think yeah, of the FDA. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're getting looser in their interpretations and rules. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So battle boards. Oh, totally battle boards. I'll expect a business plan, pro forma, SWOT analysis, everything on my desk. In the next, for the next segment? Yeah, yeah, okay. that'd be great. So all let's right. play a song, and then we'll get all of that <laughs> all together. Right. There's an app for that. Very good. Oh, thank you. Uh, so let's play, uh, how about a little Kasabian? Mm. Kasabian? Kas- yeah. Yeah. Kasabian. Florida. Florida. Mm-hmm. Reason is treason on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Kasabian on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Reason is treason. I'm not trying to say anything about you guys with that not song. I just really like that song. So I don't want you to think that there's something, you know, wrong with you or mm-hmm. that I feel like you're treasonous. Anyway, good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. Ian and Candy Kohler here. Candy and Ian Kohler here. I don't know. I want to say it both ways because I don't think I, I don't want to favor one or the other. I do have a favorite. I'm not going to say who that is. <laughs> It's thank me. you for not pointing at her. Right. It's me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you again for being here. So we'll talk about Maker FX Space. We'll talk about Maker for Orlando. But just one more thing about Makers uh, before we talk about music, because I really wanted to talk to you a little bit more about music and who you like and how you consume music, is uh, I do have a lot of uh, improv performers and people who have taken improv classes on here. And there's sort of this you know, parallel that I can make with makers because I feel like what they do is they're no longer afraid, kind of like we talked about earlier, they're not afraid to collaborate anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that improv teaches you. You're feeding off of other people. You may go into a a scene with an idea and if somebody takes it in a different way, 
you have to say yes and. Well, and musicians have the same issue, makers, you know, musicians tend to focus on that one note that they missed or that one mistake that they made in their performance and they think right. that they're a failure when they need the feedback from everyone else to say, hey, what if you tried this with the dynamics? What if, you know, it's it's the same thing. Well, that's another part of improv too, is you have to embrace the failure. And that's what I think that's right. interesting about uh, makers. In my case, you know, I'm doing a lot of 3D printing. I get to be iterative for the first time. Right. You know, you don't have to wait for six months for something to be produced in order to see if it works or not. You can print it, look at it, try to fit it together. It doesn't work. You print another one yeah. in an hour and a half. You move on. Yeah, and you, you don't feel like you have to spend, you know, three days designing something because it has a cost of of failure, right? right. So, so, you know, iterative not only means you can do it again quickly, but, but sometimes... Um, I'll just do rough measurements and, you know, especially on the laser cutter cause it's so fast and just do something rough and then lay it on the part or cut it out of cardboard and lay it on the part. But, but let's go back to the improv piece. Um, you know, I had this thought in the past, uh, that we should actually connect to those two communities because I've, I've been in presentations about kind of the yes and concept and I've known some improv people mm -hmm. and, uh, you, you just reminded me that at some point I had, I'd had this thought about bringing, uh, the improv people to the makerspace for some kind of, you know, interesting uh, collaboration. And, and there's a term that we, we sometimes use in the makerspace called uh, makersplaining, which is uh, you show off that, that shiny new thing that you just built. And instead of yes and, which would be the right way to say it, like, right. oh, yes, and you could also do this other thing with it. Uh, sometimes people go to the, well, why didn't you? Why didn't you, you know, make that LED red? Why didn't you put this button over here? Why didn't you? And, and, and you know, so we kind of try to remind everybody, like, you know, let the person have their moment, that joy of creation. Yeah, and yeah. we know that you know a lot about it. So I think I think that whole improv concept, I think you're right. There's a lot of crossover between the communities. and, and uh, But I actually think we could probably also learn a little bit from the improv community. So we'll have to do some improv nights at the Makerspace. Well, and I was just thinking, so being uh, a Makerspace, uh, it's typically a membership-based type of situation, so you go in and, and pay. It's how the bills account. get paid? Yeah, uh, and you have access to it. Yep. So maybe as part of the orientation, is you have to have uh, some improv training as I love part it. of that. Yeah, I love it. Have you had improv training? I haven't, uh, other than in the sense that I do the show. So okay. I feel like this is my uh, improv training, and it's really been a lot to, to you know, it's been an experiment in meeting people, in right. meeting strangers, and talking to them. Um, in setting up my own deadlines so that I can do those sorts of things and then letting go of my script because you see me mm -hmm. if you see me in the studio I'm looking at the iPad quite a bit because to me that's where my control issues come in where what I'm gonna say so I took a class by accident it was a script writing class with uh, Kevin McDonald of Kids in the Hall okay I thought it was a script writing class it was a script writing and performance class, oh. which I didn't realize it was going to be. So I learned a lot more about improv and being on stage. And so he did a show that night. It was an all-day class and just show that night and brought the students on stage. Hmm. And we did our the, the sketches that we were working on. And it was a little bit, but we were so prepared for it. It was like, so the idea with him and the kids in the hall was they would come up where they would all go off by themselves or with their writing partners, oftentimes not the kids in the hall themselves. Like they wouldn't write with each other. They'd have other people they'd write with and they would come up with a premise. So Elvis is your landlord and that's it. That would be the extent <laughs> of the writing. And then they would workshop it uh, via improv. 
Oh, nice. Mm. So they would see where it goes. See where it goes. And then if they liked yeah. it, they would write down a couple of the, here are the five points that I think were the funniest. Let's make sure we hit right. those. And then when they actually do the sketch itself, either on the television show or in their weekly right. uh, stage show, uh, when they were uh, up in Canada, they're Canadian, by the way, uh, as well. And You, you just got to point that out. Just got to point that out. Yeah, yeah. As a Canadian, I have to yeah. point that out. And... Uh, yeah, they would make sure to hit that, but they it might be completely different from when they tried it out when they workshopped it. So, have you ever participated in uh, in a hackathon? I have or, not, or some kind of like build weekend. No, um, no, I think there's a couple coming up too that the, I was thinking about. Yeah, those are those are great events, and and as you were explaining that kind of workshopping concept, that feels very much. Um, I, I think the benefit of them. So those are events that typically take place on a on a weekend. And uh, so UCF just had one, um, uh, Night Hacks, and students from all over uh, Florida came together and they form teams and they pick a project and they have a very short deadline, typically overnight. So there's not a lot of sleeping that happens and and they work together and it's sort of, you know, what what will be will be out of, you know, that that progress. And, you know, in those sort of intense time moments like that you do bond in a new way right you mm -hmm. form a relationship and and new ideas come in and uh you know and that, those are those are really really fun uh environments and we've we've made some good friends uh, participating in in some of those uh from time to time so th those are I, I like the analogy okay and i just came up uh sorry but i just came up with another bad business idea oh. maker dater so it'd be a dating app for makers where you just see the other person's projects and what they've worked on and what they're working on. Yeah. You connect with them via their projects. Battleboards. I'm sticking with battleboards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we've got a pop quiz coming up, as uh, everybody loves pop quizzes. Uh, and it's about being Canadian. So uh, I need to be a better Canadian. So I brought in two Americans to help me with that because you guys, from what I understand, know Rush very well. One of the most popular Canadian bands of all time. One of the more popular bands in the world, maybe I don't know. I'm making that claim because I'm Canadian, and yeah, so I'm going to take we'll a certain yeah, amount yeah, of pride yeah. with that. Uh, you're both big fans, Candy. We heard your story around this time last year that one of the reasons you got into Rush was because of Ian. Mm -hmm. So now Ian's here, and we get to hear. Uh, how did you get into Rush specifically? Uh, I had I had a uh, well, I, I have a great friend, a, a lifelong friend uh, named Troy, and Troy kept. Uh, trying to get me into rush and it, it just, just wouldn't take it wasn't taken uh you know i i think back to the you know early cassettes of of getty screeching and and that was just not in my in, in my wheelhouse at that time yeah uh, i was listening to a lot of abba yeah okay so i i gotta go there um <laughs> The you know there are people with this well at least some of us have problems with people who have the same name as them and I, I only got seven letters in my name so it's going to happen right um, but the person who runs the worldwide ABBA fan group or did for a long time shares the same name as me and mm -hmm. lived in Australia and so I would occasionally I just get pulled that out of a the hat I had no idea random ABBA email because of that. So nice. for a long time, before there was a hockey player with my name, if you Googled, you would yep. think that I ran the ABBA fan club, which I, I do not. So, so anyway, I know it. maker, hockey player, ABBA fan. Pretty much. Seen okay. Mama Mia a thousand times. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, back, you know, this is this is high school time, right? And uh, I was listening to a lot of um, 
uh, very you know aggressive music. Uh, a lot of lot of heavy metal at the time. Um, a lot of very aggressive uh, rap music and sort of classic rock really wasn't in the in the repertoire. But uh, Troy kept trying to get me interested, and I remember one of the things he did. We were geeking out because he had an oscilloscope, and so he hooked up uh, he hooked up Rush. Uh, through a tape player to the oscilloscope, and we got to see this one song. I think it was, I think it was Natural Science, but I could be remembering wrong. He, he'll hear this and you know correct me. But and we um, we watched the music on the oscilloscope, and there was something that clicked uh, because Rush is very much math rock, mm-hmm. right? It is it is very it is very precise. Um, they are uh, they are uh, you know very trained musicians, each in their own area. And, um, you know, and, and Neil, who's the drummer and, and writes the lyrics, is very much a, a contemporary poet. He just happened to do it in the form of, of song lyrics. And so there was something that clicked about that time. And then um, I remember seeing them live for the first time. And it was the first concert I'd seen where the, the, the music I heard at the concert actually sounded like the recording. And you, you realize that these guys could play. And they were and they were good and they were very technical and they had you know lots of gear and I've never been uh, I have zero musical talent but mm-hmm. I, uh, I I fixate on all the gear I think the gear is is fantastic and that that's actually true with me with a lot of hobbies right I don't necessarily need to do the thing but I like to uh, I like to know how all the how all the parts work so if the band's no good but you have uh, but they have a lot of gear. Um, I, I wouldn't say they're no mm-hmm. good. So it just it just took a it just took a. <laughs> they got to be able took, to play too. Yeah, they got to be able to play, and it just took a little time for me to to, to for me to warm up to them, and then, uh, and then you know the uh, part of the what happened was too. We were I, I want to say nineteen, and the Roll the Bones album came out, mm-hmm. and there was a song, um, uh, Dreamline, on that album that really talks about. Uh, kind of uh you know a young couple looking ahead a bright future anything's possible and um you know for us uh at least for me that song i still get chills every time i hear it um because it sort of just it kind of wrapped up where i was in that place at that time and uh, just just very meaningful for me and then as you as you learn the rush catalog if there's an emotion you want to feel or to find there is a song that matches that, right? There is there's some song in in their thirty or forty years of, of play um, that matches that. And I do a lot of uh, if I if I if I want to feel inspired, mm-hmm. I will grab songs that inspire me. If I need to stay awake and crank out some work, I you know I grab some songs or you know God forbid if I was going to exercise, you know I'm going to grab some songs. The adrenaline, and, yeah. And and push in that direction. So I use I use music to put me in the place I need to be, uh, and and Rush has just always been been key to doing that. Nice. Uh, so let's just go with weird coincidences. The only reason I have a bunch of Rush uh, just walked in the door on my uh, on my hard drive. So that's very interesting. So I guess Jim Hobart is going to be the guest in a little while with Best Hour. So let's take a quick break. Let's actually play a Rush song. I didn't ooh, pick that one. Ooh. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm excited to see what you picked. Uh, okay, I'll just play it. All right, let's do it. You're listening to a certain degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Rush on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. That was New World Man from yeah. what album? Uh, Signals? Yeah, sure. I don't know. Was it? I don't yeah. know. 
I'm, I'm terrible with that. I just, I have them all in a catalog, but. Good morning. My name is Nick. My special guests today, Ian and Candy Cole. Good morning again, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, it's about to be done. Is it? We're, we're almost it done. A whole yeah. stretch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks. So let's do a quiz. I've, I've themed it this week about being a better Canadian. Okay. And the reason for this is I'm Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Got a Which green card. Which means you have to be nice to us. I am always Canadians nice. Canadians are always nice. I'm literally the nicest person in this room. Okay. Oh, wait. No, I'm not. There's other people <laughs> in this room besides me uh, who are actually might as well be Canadian. One is from New Jersey and one is from England. So together. <laughs> and you're not referring nice. to us. Yeah, no, I'm not referring so. to you. Uh, but last week, last uh, Monday, October 9th, was Canadian Thanksgiving. Totally missed it. Totally had no idea that there was a Canadian Thanksgiving. I don't even know what they call it up there. Poutine Day. Like, maybe just Thanksgiving. I'm not sure. Mm. Or can of thanks? Like, mm. no. I like, I like no. Poutine Day. That, was, that okay. sounds like one poutine I could day. go for. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what a meal consists of, a traditional Canadian Thanksgiving meal. So... Let's learn a little bit more about Canadia. Canadia? Is that Canadia. Right? <laughs> about Canada <laughs> together. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready, eh? Oh, hey. good. Wow. We're going uh, there. Let's start with the national anthem, O Canada. One of these statements is false. You have to guess which one. Is it A, it is the most beautiful anthem of all the countries? B, it was originally written in French in 1880 and then translated for an English version around 25 years later? Or C, it is the only national anthem that can be improvised based on what the singer is most proud of. Which of those is false? I'm going with A. I'm going to go with A also. That is the mo that's true, yeah. So that's a subjective thing. I mean, most people think it's the most beautiful anthem of all the countries, but not everybody. And it was originally written in French in 1880, translated in uh, 1906. And it is the only national anthem that can be improvised if you want to, depending That's on what dangerous. you're... That's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, you think about what well, people do. Well, here's the thing, though. It's, it's about Canadian pride. So, oh, Canada, we have such nice trees. Oh, Canada, we always say thank you and please. So it's <laughs> wow. like that. Yeah, you just... Okay. It's whatever you want it to be. Uh, this day in Canadian history, a lot of important and influential things happened on October 16th, coincidentally enough, which is today. Interesting. In Canada's long and storied history, which do you think is one that I, this is subjective, as a Canadian should dig into so that I can learn from the past and hopefully have a positive effect on the future? Uh, on October 16th, 1970, Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau, father of Justin, suspends civil liberties and authorizes arrests and detentions without charges because of domestic terrorism. This was in relation to the Quebecois riots and uh, things of that nature when they were trying to uh, secede. Or in 1987, on October 16th, Canadian actor Matt Frewer stars in the last episode of Max Headroom on ABC. What should I dig into a little bit more? Definitely Max Headroom. Max, Max Headroom, Headroom. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Good, good. I'm glad we all agree on that. The Great White North celebrates what anniversary this year, which is 2017, in case somebody's listening to this in the future. Is it their 100th, 150th, or 8 millionth? Go one fifty. Yeah, one fifty. That's pretty good. Uh, and since it is a big anniversary, you're supposed to buy presents for all the Canadians you know. Mm. So just something you should have thought of. Uh, you did bring me some presents, okay, I did. but I not did. specifically mm. because it's Canada's anniversary. It's because I'm allowing you to be on my radio show. Oh, mm. that's yeah. that. That's what it was. Yeah, there's a difference there. Okay. Okay. This is it's, a permission thing. It's not always easy being Canadian, you guys. 
one example is how tough it is to talk about the things that are happening in Canada without making Americans sad. Oh, yeah. For example, Canada has committed to eliminating all coal-fired plants by 2030 as one of the ways it's keeping its commitment to the Paris Accords. What would wait, be the wait, best wait, wait. way? Pa- Paris is in Canada? Yeah, Paris okay. is in Canada. What would be the best way for me to tell an American like yourself a fact like that? Would it be A, just kind of mumble it in a loud restaurant or discotheque? B, post it on all of my social media channels? Mm, very effective. Or mm-hmm. C, send you a condolences card outlining the plan? Mm. Does the card contain glitter? Yes. Okay, oh, definitely always. see. Always I'm glitter. loving the condolences card with lots yeah. of glitter in it. Okay, okay. good. Uh, last question. To show they are dedicated to Canadian audiences, Netflix recently announced it's going to set aside a $500 million budget to make movies, television shows, series on Netflix with a Canadian flair. So some in French. <laughs> Stranger in things, eh? Uh, so which version of a show would you like to see that's based in Canada? Would it be the Canadian version of House of Cards? called House of Maple. It'll be a story of a conniving polar bear couple disguising themselves as humans and trying to reach the upper echelons of parliament. But to what end? Mm-hmm. Would it be the Canadian version of a gritty superhero Marvel series? Now, most of the good Canadian superheroes from Marvel are already licensed, like Wolverine and Deadpool, both Canadian, mm-hmm. both the best superheroes. Uh, we'd have to figure out who's left. Also, you can't do a really gritty Canadian television show because everyone is so polite and everything is so clean, except for those conniving polar bears. Yeah, the conni- you're with me. I've got you with the conniving polar bears. Oh, I know. I, like I know. Mm-hmm. I know. We're on the same page. The can- Or C, the Canadian version of Stranger Things, experiments involving the Aurora Borealis and children Ooh, unlock like a that. terrifying new dimension of horror. It's set in the 80s, though. It's set in the 90s, and Alanis Morissette is the mom. Damn straight. I like that. So which one of those? See. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Wow. A. You guys are right on the same page. That's really good. Any advice? You, you, went, with, you went with creepy and disturbing. See, it, it's always going to win with me. Yeah, but Ian's here too. I, I, I know what she wanted. Smart of me to choose oh, okay. that option. So well is friend. that your, uh, we only have a few more minutes here. So before we talk about uh, the Maker Faire, uh, your advice for happy marriage? Just agree with everything she says. Let her answer first and agree with everything she says. That's a solid. Okay. Absolutely. And your advice? Answer first? Um, <laughs> am I being serious? <laughs> yes. It, yes. Yes, dear. Yep. <laughs> Just go. Okay. All right. So Learn make, to humor each other every now and then and know when to shut up. Right. Yeah. Maker for Orlando this weekend, Saturday, Sunday. October 21st and 22nd. Starting at... 10 a.m. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. to 7 on Saturday and 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Sunday. Wonderful. And so you're going to have, there's going to be artists there. There's going to be food. You can spend the whole day out there. Something for everyone. Because you're probably going to spend a lot of time at each thing. uh, And definitely go ahead and get the two-day pass because you might want to go back and get something. Well, especially if you want to make things. If you you want to be able to uh, try some of the hands-on experiences, then that's that's helpful because you're not trying to take it all in and... At and, one time. And also yeah. uh, have time to make things. And, and uh, the other benefit is you get to, you know, you can spend some time watching the, you know, the big combat robots fight or watching the power racing that we talked about earlier. So there's there's a lot to see and do. All right. Any, how much danger is there on a level from, like on a scale from one to danger? At, at the fair? Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, there's there's definitely risk, special waiver wristbands required for some areas, right? Okay. We we take kids and and put soldering irons in their hands and try to stay stay clear, right? But sweet, uh, we've we've taught some very very little little kids how to solder. Um, and uh, you know the combat robots. These are you're talking about 220 pound robotic fighting machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a great picture of one last night. Its its primary weapon is an axe, um, which is very Canadian, I think. Oh yeah, that's my yeah, yeah, primary absolutely. weapon. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Maybe a, maybe a maple syrup, uh, you know, cannon or something would be would be an effective countermeasure. Sorry, I'm planning out of my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Take and that back to your next bit, bad business ideas segment. We can uh, follow you guys on Twitter at uh, ORL Maker Fair. Absolutely. With an E. Yes, fair yeah. with an E. It's fancy fair. With fair. An e. At Maker Fair Orlando on Instagram and Facebook. You can buy tickets online ahead of time, which is a you good can. idea. Save some money. And uh, what else? Maker FX. Yeah, come, Maker come, come hang out with us. at. Uh, you can you can find the space at uh, MakerFX.org. Uh, you know, every Friday night we have uh, an open make night. You can come hang out, except for this Friday because we'll be at uh, mm-hmm. at Maker Fair. We'd love to see you. Anything else, Candy? Um, and I just want to make sure everybody realizes that we are a we're a nonprofit. We're a five hundred one c three public charity, and the Maker Effect Foundation is part of its mission. Produces Maker Fair. We run a maker space. We also collaborate with all of the other local maker spaces so that we can just improve the maker community and the DIY movement itself so this is it's it, there's a lot of good stuff happening so get involved or else absolutely okay great. yeah i, mean, I like leaving it that there. way we all have the skills for that zombie apocalypse well and also it's a threat at the end oh nice yeah no that's what i'm all about uh so let's play some talking heads this will be uh slippery people because that might be very a thing good. at uh maker fair i've been binging talking heads lately so this is really? awesome yeah okay very good on wprk winter park florida i've been nick you've been ian ian Dang Dang it, through the whole, it, the whole show, the whole show, like you, you, like in your outro, you're like, oh, let me, I'll, I'll let me, you'll delete you'll, that you'll, you'll delete it. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. You I make no room? mistakes in the podcast. So I've been Nick. I'm you've candy. Been, that's candy. <laughs> oh, wow, you can't even say my name. I can't, no. I'm not going to say <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, forget, say it. No, forget. All right, forget we're it. done. Uh, talking heads on WPRK, Warner Park, Florida. We.
And that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. To learn more about Orlando's diverse do-it-yourself community, visit MakerFairOrlando.com and MakerFX.org. Now, if you've made something pretty neat and you'd like Nick to take the credit, please contact him at toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A, certaindegree.com. And if you've made something and you want to retain credit, contact Nick anyway. He may be able to talk you out of it.